2: this Haber Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM for 20 bucks off your first delivery, and by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the numeral 1. And by SeatGeek, get the app. Use the promo code HAM for 10 bucks off your first order. Now to the segment. NFL headlines. Niners championship. I mean, I- <laughs> well, yeah, and then who are they going to play, the Jets? I mean, I got a Adam Gase, clearly. I gave him a lot of shit for... Not giving uh, Luke Falk any first-team reps. Well, he had the plan right because Sam Darnold came back and beat the Cowboys. I got a
3: text or last week that said, "Have you heard anything?" I don't know, I wouldn't have because I don't know anyone with the Jets. Like there is some unrest because I think it's a double whammy with Gase. One, they're just losing, and two, his personality is like is legitimately I think the stigma that Kyle has. I think, Kyle, if you're behind the scenes, you, people would probably... Yeah, you can be prickly. I think Gase just lives that life. Like, that's just him. He's just a different cat. Uh, an angry, ornery Nate.
2: Well, he might be... Kyle, he might be... Gase might be weird. Like, he might be like... Yeah. It might be hard to talk yeah, to him, Yeah, so he's right? got...
3: He's a different human <laughs> slash he's a negative human. So he's a weirdo that's negative.
2: So this... Perception has really changed. So it was like, man, Peyton loves him. He just must be like well, a... Happy-go-lucky well, uh, offensive well, what's genius. A
3: sneaky kind of rep on Peyton behind the scenes? Like, you work with him. He's a negative Nancy. But, you just, you and him, you can be negative together. Misery loves company. That's why fucking Peyton loved him. Because they were just MFing the whole team. This guy can't catch this. This guy can't run this. Let's get this guy doing this. I mean, can you imagine the conversations those two had about the other guys? If they could, uh, like, Emmanuel Sanders and Julius Thomas could have heard about what those two guys were saying about them. But... This is the great part about football, and this is why the coach is so valuable, the quarterback and the coach. You win games like this, and you don't just win. Now it's like, I've been telling you, when he comes back, we'll be fine. I, I, I've tanked these games because it was a joke. I said, wait till this guy comes back, and we'll be competitive. And he, I didn't watch that much of this game, but every time I'd look up, they were winning pretty, I mean, dramatically. The Cowboys scored 13 points in the fourth well, they had, quarter.
2: The, yeah, Cowboys had. They were getting yeah. their
3: ass kicked. The Cowboys, for a long period of time, had nine points. This was, uh, Dak Prescott had zero touchdowns. How's that?
2: Greg Williams, stand up.
3: How's that possible? This is, today's a pretty big day for mono recovery. I mean, it shows you, you know, you won't be down for that yep. long. You'll come back and you can get nope, back. Spleen to size. Spleen, you won't die. And Adam Gase, like, I, I've always defended him.
2: And Greg Williams versus Kellen yeah. Moore.
3: What do you think about the Kellen Moore? I'm a Boise State guy. They're, you see how good their football team is? Jesus, they're really good.
2: Nothing's changed, man. It's crazy. Uh,
3: but Kellen, what's going on? Do you like? Is he? Does he not have any other pitches, or to go to the New York and just get your ass kicked? Is, is it? Is it maybe Dak? I don't know. Is it maybe
2: like everyone's like? It might. It might Jerry, be.
3: Jerry. Jerry, you're 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 gonna owe him a ton of money. Jerry's like, am I? Is Dak getting 110 million dollars right now, guy?
2: It changes every week, but no.
3: Would you feel good? Get, would How about you feel Amari? Good, give him one hundred ten.
2: No, I uh, no. I my final answer on that one's no. We, we did a lot of Doc, Dak, and Golf last week, but I don't think he's like he's not going to become. Is he going to become Russell Wilson? What are the odds? Like of that?
3: Zeke, I again, you got to watch the whole game to really feel it. I mean, he had twenty eight, one hundred five, in touchdown. Like now, his longest thirteen. Whenever I, whenever he does come up on the screen, I'm not trying to. Hot take here. He does look a little, like, now he's always been thicker. But he looks a little slower to me right now. Like, was he really training that hard in Cabo, Or was he, like, eating shit like me and you would be just slamming fish tacos, you know? And eating uh, eating some chips and guac. Because it's, it's easy to be like, okay, 10 o'clock. Yeah, we'll work out from 10 to noon. W- what are you going to do the rest of the day? You're like, oh, let's go to the beach. What are you going to do at the beach? you know, going to some food. And you're going to hang. And you're going to end up, oh, just one cocktail. You know, we got to train tomorrow. One, you can lead him to two, and then you order another taco. And just, again, it
2: wouldn't have been. Well, that. one is now now all of a sudden it's seven a week. Yeah,
3: and it's just, is that the ideal place to just train? I know everyone loves to, he's down there with a ton of people. Like, couldn't he just fucking stay in Dallas or LA and just train like a normal Yeah,
2: kid? the answer to that question is most definitely no. Is, <laughs> Did he need to be in
3: Cabo? Now, I think his counter would be like, I ain't the problem right now. I'm getting a, a bill every game. We'll get this quarterback throwing it, and we'll, we got a little 10-year-old Kellen Moore over here. Do you know what he's doing? That would be Zeke's count. What's Amari, what's Amari well, doing? Amari was has been really good this season. He got hurt, I guess, today, a bad quad injury. Did he have a catch today? I know. He had one catch for three yards, so it's not Amari's greatest effort. Do you think he'll go to the Hall of Fame?
2: <laughs> that was an early take for me on Amari Cooper, yeah. I, but I can't. You reminded me of that one. I can't act
3: like I necessarily disagreed. I just think we thought...
2: Johnny ran routes like Jerry Rice. I mean, what do you want me to say?
3: And we just assumed that his...
2: His feet, his feet. I I would say
3: the thing that I overestimated about Amari is, and we talked about this before the pod, you don't really get a great feel for Alabama personalities because they're all pretty rigid and pretty quiet. I assumed Amari's toughness was like a 12 out of 10. And, you know, it's probably closer to like a five on an NFL scale. That's why like you're a typical receiver. You know, it's not like, like I watch DeAndre Hopkins. He's just getting blasted. He just hops back up. Like
2: people grabbing him. He's uh, just, yeah. It's
3: like, gee, this guy's a war daddy. I, I, listen, I don't know. Like his stats today were like at one point in time, he had seven catches for 30 yards. And I'm like, this guy's just giving it. but they were just so hotly contested. He's making double catches with like guys draped all over. him. I love that guy. Like if that's, what ideally toughness you want of a wide receiver, Amari's not in that world. And you realize, like, there's a reason DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Hall of Fame. Because he clearly works hard, he likes it, but he's also like, he just, you got to drag him off the field. Like, Amari will just leave the field. Like, yeah, like, I got an injury. Sometimes it's bad, and sometimes it's not. And we noticed that probably by, like, year two with the Raiders. you be like, I don't think Amari's feeling it today. <laughs> Which, wouldn't you say, is just... A lot of players are kind of like that in the end. Like, that's not... Yeah,
2: it's a receiver thing. If you're going to be that receiver, I'd like you to be a number one receiver, but...
3: Yeah. Like, the example would be, like, Odell. Like, he has those moments. But he can make just, whoa. But he's also probably closer to Amari. I think sometimes he lets you down a little bit. Like, Odell, are you really into this today? But then he'll do a play where you just... Makes a play on top of a guy. Odell's a better version of Amari.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um... Is uh, the Titans play next week or they on a buy? Because they bench Marcus Mariota today.
3: Uh, that's a good question. For,
2: for Ryan Tannehill,
3: I think that Marcus Mariota. Someone tweeted me today, and they said
2: Tannehill was thirteen to sixteen for one forty-four. They play
3: the Chargers next. They play the Chargers next week.
2: Okay. That are so you think Mariota's back starting?
3: Are Jameis and Mariota one of the worst one-two punches ever? And I'd be like, well, I'd have to think about it, but I remember some like Akili Smith, Jamarcus type years of just guys that were just legitimate busts. These two humans are functional, right? Like they could be your starting quarterback.
2: It's not like... Yeah, it's taken a long time for us to get to the conclusions that we, you know, like it's not like it's immediately like, oh God, this was bad, right?
3: Yeah, and, and they're when you say they're kind of bad in different ways, like Jameis just throws an inordinate amount of picks and it feels like Marcus just... You can watch Marcus. and You're like, is what's even? What are we doing here? Like their offense was atrocious. Now you have staked this claim. It's so right. The Broncos were a good bad team. And when it, when the dust settles, are they going to end up with six seven wins? You know, like everyone's like all the I I see Raider fans do this all the time. Like you're not so you're not some lock to go into Denver and beat them. Are they? <laughs> check check no. out the the history of going into Mile High for your franchise. Like, and this team is not – they were kind of being lumped, like Redskins, Jets, Dolphins. Like, they ain't that. Would it shock you if all of a sudden you look up and they're like four and six? Like, they, their number could get closer to 500 than you think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have to look at their schedule, but they just, they're just they just in a bunch of yeah, games. It's all, it all looks the same. They play games that feel – now, this one was not that game, though. This was like – this was a shutout. They've been a lot better the last two weeks.
3: But shut out, but it was against I think many people would agree the worst offense in the league
2: yeah I'm just saying it was not the walk off one way or the other that it feels like they so were wh- okay the
3: here's the, what do you think of this stretch for the Broncos Chiefs at home so they get Chiefs in Denver it's kind of a big game for the Chiefs at the Colts another tough game Browns Vikings Bills Texans Chiefs it's gonna be tough for the Broncos I'd probably go 5-11 and 11 right now if I had to guess. But it's going to be like 5-11 and 11 where 13 of the games could have gone either way in the fourth quarter.
2: Okay, but if you told me five wins with like their, that quarterback situation, I'm not saying it's good, but when it feels like they could have won, because you could easily talk yourself into, well, they could have won seven if they win five.
3: Last week we talked about Dan Quinn, <clears throat> and you're like, well, even if they like him, you can't keep getting your ass kicked. You're like, well, if you keep getting on 55, you're eventually just going to get fired in the middle of the year, even if they like you. Well, that didn't happen today. They lost by one point, but they lost the Arizona Cardinals. Like, is this a fireball offense? Is it worse getting blown out I... by the Tampa Bay or losing to the Cardinals? Uh, Like, are they destined for a top five or six pick this year?
2: probably blown out by tampa bay i did see that they were that the story was that they're not going to move they're not moving quickly on dan quinn
3: so they're just gonna
2: by the way because you let him lose then fire yeah, him at i the guess end of the year that's what it feels like because you mentioned akili smith 1999 john tim couch went one donovan McNabb went to akili smith went three so not the same situation but
3: similar though if you just
2: but those guys were like Tim Couch and Akili Smith were not Marcus Mariota and Jameis. Not Winston. even
3: close. It felt like Akili Smith was an all-time bust. Like people will always try to tell you, like Tim Couch had the arm. They kind of talk about it like David Carr. He got injured. I wasn't super locked in on the Tim Couch experience, so I can't really give you a, an opinion.
2: He was like a four-year starter, basically.
3: But he's a, he's considered a, I mean, a very very solid bust, right?
2: Well, he spent his career in Cleveland, but yeah. Well,
3: but, but I'd say this. Yes will Mariota ever start again after this season? Beside maybe spot starting.
2: Yeah, I mean... Is, like is he a, start, like is he a me, starter for
3: a team at the beginning of a season? Or are, 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 uh, yeah, are either I, of the guys back on their team next
2: year? I would... If either would be, I would say Jameis is more likely. I would agree. And do you think Teddy Bridgewater will ever open the season as a starter for somebody? Like, is Mark, would Mark, is he going to go be the backup for the Saints next year when Bridgewater goes to play for? Well, beside last week,
3: he's having a lot of like 200 yard game, one touchdown games. Now, he did have a sweet touchdown today to Jared Cook, but he ain't throwing for three or four touchdowns a game. So I would say if we were, if I was a GM, you were my assistant, and I said, like, I did that. Bullshit. (laughs) If I said, we got three free agent quarterbacks. We got Jameis, we got Mariota, and we got Teddy. How would you rank them? Because you probably could argue fucking Teddy's the safest bet. Marcus, to me, would be last. I would take Jameis. Because at least Jameis, you watch Jameis play. When he's not throwing picks, he's doing normal quarterback stuff. Right? He's stepping up, throwing the ball. Marcus doesn't throw the ball, guy. Like, he doesn't even attempt. Marcus might just not be good. Great guy. Marcus might be a legitimate bust. When it's all said and done.
2: I, yeah, I mean, I think we could probably also argue that situation is – like, for him, that situation feels like it's been weird for a few years.
3: Like, do you think he's, like, the backup nah. to Tom Brady next year or something?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see him in a spot where he looked – like, maybe you're right. Maybe he's never opening the season as a as a team that a good team would want to be their starter. But, but I
3: think teams, if, like, Seattle or something could ever pay him 5 or $6 million as their backup, like, he was – he would have a – He's in the league for ten years. If he if he chooses, yeah, to
2: be. yeah. Like um, Jameis,
3: like, there are going to be some teams that just hate Jameis, right?
2: Well, can you bring him in to be your backup? Like, would
3: Kyle like Jameis? I'd say no. Would Kyle McVay uh, sign Bortles this year? Would Kyle have signed Bortles? No. Part of that same agent as Jared Goff probably helped get the deal done.
2: What do you think about? Uh, by the way, I'll say this: you know, we always talk about Matt Stafford. We haven't really talked about the Lions much this year. One thing I appreciate about Matt Stafford's career is he just like these Lions-Packers games have just been. I go into these games looking forward to them in large part because Matt Stafford is the Lions quarterback. That's our Monday Night game. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I really agree. Packers are going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to watch them. I really, I probably among the good teams in the league, I've probably watched the Lions the least. I don't know about you, but.
3: Um, I keep tabs on Stafford. He's always just been one of my favorite players, so I've I've watched a decent, yeah, I'm I've with watched you there. A Decent amount of them.
2: Okay, so you think they're good? But I think
3: their offense really has been good now for a couple years. But he can really like their passing game, and now they got the Auburn running back Carryon Johnson. They're just good. Yeah, their offense is good now. I think tomorrow it's going to be pretty fascinating. Where's this game?
2: Mm, I think it's in. Uh, Detroit.
3: Like that, that would be a pretty big moment if. They,
2: but I'll tell you here in a if second. They
3: because the Packers right now have one loss, right? So they're five and one or four and one.
2: Oh, it's it's uh it's, it's Green Bay. Bay. What's what's Detroit's
3: yeah. record right now? Three zero oh, and one. Well, aren't
2: they? F- are they four?
3: Three one and one.
2: Yeah, three one and uh, four. Uh, two one and one actually. Two one and one. Because tomorrow would be three. You're right. Them. Like
3: how much more enjoyable when you say like Lions are on Monday Night Football than like the Falcons or the you know the Panthers or the Titans.
2: Well, because doesn't it feel like the Lions don't ever play like, a, like if the Lions are there, it's like oh they're playing Minnesota or they're playing the they're playing the Bears or they're playing that the division
3: strong. You feel good about getting those teams. Maybe it just feels a little bigger. Maybe it has a little bit of a collegiate. It's like oh I'm watching like Michigan Ohio State. It's what it kind of feels like to me in a weird way. It's got it's,
2: and I prefer when the games are not in Detroit. That's the last place I want the game to be, but just in terms of their stadium I, on TV. Who the indoor thing?
3: Do you remember the replacement refs? Was it oh, it was Seattle Green Bay. Remember what was the famous catch yeah. it was that like Golden Tate in the back of the end zone?
2: Yeah. It was a 50-50 catch.
3: Yeah. I I've really come around on like so many people still get really mad at the referees. I've just come, like, this is a business and their television product. Like, they want the drama. Like, they love the drama. The league does. Like, the league doesn't. Because someone today was like, that'll. I was watching the Eagle game and something happened. They'll be like, that'll be a play that the Eagles will send to the league. And Roger will fucking put his feet up on his desk as he's eating his fucking bagel and check out the the league's uh, revenue streams and be like, what are you.
2: Yeah, let me fire a guy who I'll replace with another guy. Yeah, Just like t- tell well, Doug, do uh, we'll
3: you? get it better next week. <laughs> Enjoy the week, spend it all night there. I'm heading home today at six. Head to the next
2: game. <laughs> you know, one thing I was watching. I realize of, uh, you do ASU realize watch.
3: why Belichick despises the league office because he realized how little they give a shit. Like that's always been his deal. Like how little they care about the the things the coaches who spend their entire life. Like how much that means when they send that clip off. How mad they are about that clip.
2: Well, when there's a, when Roger gets his inbox and the one email says Bill Belichick and the other email says Sunday's ratings. You know which one he clicks on first? Yeah,
3: Sunday's ratings.
2: Uh, I was watching some of ASU, Washington State, and Ted Robinson was saying he was calling the game with Yogi Roth, and he said that last week or two weeks ago he went to a game at like I don't remember what he said. It was like Auburn or Ole Miss, or he went to an SEC game as a fan. And he's like, it was a good reminder. Every time they went to review and the official would, like, go put the headset on, the whole stadium booed. He's like, it's just a good reminder. Like, for all of us who just get to be in the booth or we get to sit in the media area, like, rev- Like for fans, it sucks when you're in a stadium and the game is just stopped for reviews all the time.
3: It just that, sucks. That guy is a story I did not expect to hear in Blue Collar Ted.
2: <laughs> I just, but I'm with him. Like, it's, like, you go to, you went to a couple games already this year. It's just, when you're sitting there, it's just, It it gives you, and I say it all the time about the media
3: elites, you lose touch with the people. And I I never, listen, five years ago, John would have laughed at John going to sit in the stands. I would never have done it. I actually find it very healthy. And, you know, it just helps me feel. But also just, when I went to the cow game, just the casual dude that's like, uh, you know, that owns like the plastic surgery thing in Concord who's screaming at Bo Baldwin. You know, just that... That is what's going on. Like, there was a classic uh, clip that went viral a couple weeks ago on Barstool of an Eagles fan screaming. And someone's like, that's the president of UPenn. Like, you, you just... The, the things that you hear at these games... Uh, it might, Or, like, I think that is the president of UPenn. I don't think it ever was verified. But I, I wanted to believe it because it, it might be true. And I think sometimes you realize...
2: You're talking about Pennsylvania. Yeah,
3: UPenn, the Ivy League yes. school, and the dudes in, like, <laughs> section 277... Screaming "fuck you" with his Wentz jersey on, and not even thinking twice about it, and doesn't regret it, and thinks the birds are getting screwed. <laughs>
2: yeah, it doesn't have to issue an apology no, for it, because
3: it's and you wouldn't have to issue apology to anything SEC oriented. And I think sometimes we lose touch with that. It's why the thing that everyone keeps freaking out about, which I don't understand why no one understands, is when they there was a play, might have been an Eagle game, it was a it was a game this morning where it was a clear pick play. Hell, it might have been in the Niner game. I can't even. Whatever the play was, clear pick play. I think it was the Eagle game. They challenge it. Clear pick play, right? The, the it was offensive pass interference led to a touchdown. It might have been the vice versa. Whatever it was, and they didn't overturn it. And people are like, if they're gonna have reviewable PI, what is the point? And then I think on the next play, I think the refs felt bad and they called like a fake PI to like because they they didn't overturn it. But guys, have you not followed this? They have said they're they're not they didn't get reviewed for pick play. they didn't change this for the pick plays they didn't change it for the bang bang plays they changed it for the NFC Championship play that's it and that they've it's become where I don't know where you stand on this guy it's pretty well established so I don't think it's worth getting worked up anymore when you see your coach challenge I saw one of like five thirty eight guys it, the coaches are one for twenty one right now in overturning PI they're not gonna do it on bang bang plays and
2: I, I I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, I want it to go, away. John. I want it to go away. The review PIs, not because I think it's just because the more replay, the worse. Period. That's me, but that might be illogical. But that's just it's just not good for viewing.
3: I think that you know how Belichick's thing was always it's hypocritical to make reviewing like pick and choose the plays, make it everything reviewable, and just have the same rules. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he'd be wrong on that for the pleasure of the viewing. Like, if you could review polling and it, it would be terrible.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I've said this for years. The and I get, I get where he's coming from. Is,
3: like, he just wants it to be
2: right. I do, too. I do, too. But I think the hard thing is, like, and I, I've always said this. The point of sports is not to get the right champion. It's just to play the year and have people enjoy watching it and to have a champion. That's the point of sports. Is it's, the point of sports is enjoyment. It's pleasure. Competition and pleasure. You win some, you lose some. You deal with them. You teach life lessons. Fans come; they enjoy the games. It's part of your life. It's part of the human experience. You don't enjoy when you lose, though. No, but the losing is what makes the winning great. This is all part of life. This is all part of sports, and like it's not about we. Well, we got to find the best team and crown the best team and. it's 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 not about calling every holding and every pass interference and it's what, what about it's when Tim Donaghy throws your games? Yeah, that's you got to get rid of that because you need it to you need people to believe to, that it's fair know balanced. that it's that yeah what they're watching is what's happening yeah. that what's happening in front of your eyes is what's happening that
3: that's why if someone does get caught like on a you know point shaving scandal shit like that is a major problem like legitimately altering the thing now we may screw it up but we're not it's, trying to alter it. Right. You know, because I I, I do, there are a lot of people. McAfee's really on this because I think Pat's realizing now he watches as a fan. He's coming at it like, and I've been like this most, I'm just kind of numb to it now. He constantly like tweets at Roger Cattell. He tweeted at him last week. He's like, Roger, he said, at commissioner. We've met a couple times. We had good conversations. I mean this, I don't mean this personally or whatever, but you should fire Al River on. Like, the league deserves better because he's thinking the way that I've been taught. Like, it's hard to watch when. You see a dude go down for a first down, and the referee just arbitrarily kind of place the ball because he's human, and you don't really kind of know, and you just sometimes
2: place it like three feet the wrong way. Well, now I'll say this: I do think that's one. There is to me spotting the ball in the right place shouldn't take any more time, right? Like, I don't know I can't how we see do it. Over a
3: pile type deal,
2: John. But there are so many plays that you sh- because you got. Dude running from 50 yards away or 15 yards away or whatever, it's just hard to spot a ball. And you see it all the time. It's like some guy just puts his foot down and he throws the ball halfway across the field, and some other guy puts his foot down. As someone who, like, I'm not just blindly defending all this stuff because that one's really stupid and it should be really easy. Like, can't we just put a chip in the ball? Every football has a chip in it, and we know exactly where the ball is, and you just put it on that spot. There is no reason for spotting the football to be as bad. You as Realize it is. it's completely it's,
3: arbitrary right now, kind of. A,
2: it's so, well, it's all. It's like it's you know these guys are just run and the plays happened so fast. You're like I don't know. He looked like he fell right there. Like oh really? Well where was his? Where was the ball
1: when well, his like, knee there went down? There, there were a couple today on the, day day month
3: month the night. Night. Niners goal line stands where I was like, are we sure they stopped him? I couldn't tell.
2: Uh,
1: so you th- agree that, with the that Niners that one today, to
3: me. It was really impossible to tell.
2: <laughs> well, total. When the, but when there's a pile, I don't blame anybody for anything because you can't. Just, you just can't see. But you're right. That would be the argument to put the chip in the ball. I'm sure it'd be expensive. Guess what? They got the money. But when you watch tennis and you know exactly where the ball was on a quick replay, I'm not against getting it right. I'm against spending. Uh, my thing is about diminishing yeah. returns. Taking four minutes to get it right is a, is not. I what agree. Be doing. I could
3: just if I was a diehard Rams fan. I don't know how many exist. There were a couple there where it's just like the Niners are putting up their hand like they stopped him. No one can see shit. The referee just comes, grabs the ball. He didn't see anything more than we saw. And he's like, I'm going to place it here. And it was just like, they didn't get it. You're like, what the fuck? If I was a Rams, I'd be like, how do you know that's where the ball is? And Richard Sherman's high-fiving everyone. And you're like, of course they're happy. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I think they stopped him. I went to get a little snack at halftime. And they were, I flipped on KMBR and they were replaying some of the highlights and Greg's like, you know, he's freaking out on the fourth down. He's like, they, it looks like they, I think they got it. But you don't, he didn't know because he, he's seeing what we're seeing. No one knows. Like they stop him. You kind of like fourth down, goal line, we'll see where they place the ball. You're kind of in no man's land until the guy gets the ball. And he, he kind of can choose or not whether to place it right on the line. There would be a touchdown or three inches this way. That would be, a, I mean, it's just an altering move. Like the chip. There's a chance that if there was a chip and we could go tennis, that he was 10 inches over the goal line, right? You know like a, a wide portion of the ball, but even he doesn't know yeah. cuz he's not even feeling. It. You know, he's just people are grabbing his dick and his legs and pinching him and he just he just wants to get out of the pile. So someone did have a great uh, tweet today like I've been hearing analysts say my entire life about the the mystery and how you would never want to know about the things happening at the bottom of the pile. Can we just talk about what
2: actually happens at the bottom of the pile? Not someone got some. Yeah, are people grabbing each other's <laughs> yeah. sacks? Is uh, that what's happening? Are, are we squeezing? just pinching
3: butts? Or are we just you just are you just taught to immediately just pinch skin? It just makes people uncomfortable.
2: Are you just like knuckling up and just hitting yeah. things? <laughs> I don't know.
3: Is there some unwritten rule that is like it's like the thing in college basketball? You never talk about getting paid under the table. Like in football, for everything we know even about CT, there'd be like there's this unwritten rule that you never talk about what you're told to do at the bottom of the piles. And it's this special move with your hands that if you're in a position that you see their lower extremities, you do it. And, the, and you just... Is it tickling? Are they tickling each know. other? Oh, the
2: back of my knee! Ah. Because if you
3: do grab the sack and grab, like that pain would be pretty extreme.
2: The, yeah, it, it is crazy that possession changes after everyone. Every, there's 12 people. They're all down, and possession changes three times. Uh, there was a tweet during the Notre Dame SC game. Jake Olsen, who was the, the guy that was the, the blind long snapper for USC yeah. for many years. There was a play where you can clearly see on TV the Notre Dame guy is a half yard shy of the first down, and he got the first down, and he tweeted, even I could see he was That's short. pretty
3: good.
0: <laughs> was that game, uh, I was
3: out of dinner. Was that game more of a blowout and they came back, or was it closer the whole
2: time? No, you know what it was is they kept coming back. Like it would So be Notre, Notre Dame was always in back. control, but USC wouldn't die. Yeah, USC was. It was always like God if they can make something happen, and then they would. Yeah. So it wasn't like an it so wasn't, wasn't an embarrassing
3: a, effort or anything by far.
2: I didn't. Yeah, think I didn't. So. I,
3: I watched like some of the first half, and I thought like USC was. USC actually was up early in the game, and they made some plays, and Notre Dame was better. I, I was. I like Clay Hilton. I'm rooting, you know. I know it's probably be done, but I, he's gone out, you know, as respectfully as you can. I think.
2: How about the uh, How about the Texans beating the Chiefs?
3: Well, I mean, at one point in time, we thought the Chiefs might like be an undefeated team. I, are they going to win like 11 games now? I did text someone with the other day. They're like, they made a joke. You know, if we go nine and seven, we deserve to lose the division. I'm like, are you sure nine and seven won't win the division? Like. <laughs> What's the score of the Charger game right now? Twenty-four yeah, so to nine. So are they winning nine games? They're going to be two and four. You'd say no. Are the Raiders going to win nine games? Like, look at their schedule. It's not going to be easy. No. So I think nine and seven can win the division. Now I don't think the Chiefs will go nine and seven. I mean, I I was watching. I watched a good majority of that game. Watson was awesome today. And then I texted a buddy in the league, and I said something like, I just said Watson's awesome, and he's. I wouldn't say he's an anti running quarterback guy, but he's more traditional. And he's like, well, maybe I need to change my thinking because in the last five or six years, we've scouted differently of basically every position in the league. And now one thing with quarterbacks are clear like running quarterbacks play a big role in this whole thing, right? It's become a little more collegiate. Now you still need to be able to pass better in college, but like there are a ton of Lamar Jacksons in college most of our life, right? A ton of quarterbacks that just like legitimately run the option. Like, they will just run option plays for like Sam Ellinger. You're watching Oklahoma, Texas. They'll just run them. I think you're watching more and more quarterbacks do that in the NFL than ever. Just scrambling guys. You know, like Lamar Jackson, Kyler's, even all the Deshaun Watsons, Mahomes. If Andy didn't tell him to slide, like, he would run around. Russell was running around a bunch today. Just it's become a much more pro running around league. Partly also because you're protected when you run around. If you give yourself up, they can't hit you. If you're smart about sliding, that's the one thing I'd say Lamar needs to work on. He's king of like, like he's like Ricky Henderson diving for the base. Like Lamar, you go head first in the air. They can elevate and hit you in the air too. That's where Deshaun is. He's fucking good, man. I, I he's really good. Because I saw Nick Fardell, you know, covers like the Warriors now, but he's a long time like cover the Bulls forever. ESPN, Chicago. He's just an ESPN guy. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the chubbier guy with the beard that covers the NBA younger guy for ESPN and he's like I would love he must be a Bears fan he's from Chicago he's like I'd love to watch the Bear I'd love to watch the Texans Mahomes game with Ryan Pace because if you're Ryan Pace and you took Mitch Trubisky over both those two guys like that would be a tough one
2: it's a good call
3: Ryan Ryan what did we uh what did I I get miss on one of these two guys
2: let's pull up the reports here real quick (laughs) what did you say Mitch did better than both of them (laughs)
3: Cause I okay, right? I'll even give you Mahomes because he. I, I think it's fair to say even for us sports fans, kind of came out of nowhere. But which which uh, which school was the yeah? Deshaun but this at? other guy, I'm pretty sure won a natty, and then his coach, who had become pretty famous at the time, made some pretty strong comments that we all were kind of talking about. It's like this guy was pretty well established. Called him fucking Michael Jordan of football, and if you wanted to defend him, you were like, well, he did just beat Alabama, <laughs> so like you could defend it, kind of right like, yeah. And he didn't just beat Bama, right? He had beaten Bama. He had lost to him the year before, but it was like he had thrown for 400 yards, and it was like, Jesus, this Deshaun Watson guy went toe-to-toe with Saban. Yeah. And then he came back, and he beat him. Like, he's pretty good. (laughs) Because if you think, right now the Bears had Deshaun Watson, I mean, are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yeah. I mean, look at what he does with the Texans. Like, he's beating the cheat. Like, he's throwing five touchdowns. He's awesome.
2: They had, like, ten penalties on Sunday, too. Like, they did not play. They missed a field goal. They missed an extra point. Through the Texans? Yeah.
3: They're they're a sloppy – they're just going to be a sloppy 11-5. and But they're 11-5. and Would you really want to see them in, like, round one?
2: No, but I don't know. Can they win, like, three games? Well, you
3: could also counter, like, do you really not want to see them in round one?
2: You know, you just – I do think you would just kind of Deshaun would not be a comfortable week of preparation, no. and you'd say the one you'd rather prepare for Mitch and at any
3: moment. Like you can oh. double te- Hopkins is one of those guys you can tr- double team all game, and you can still have a hundred and two touchdowns. Like that's why he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame because when you talk like everyone knew they were throwing to Jerry Rice, right? Then everyone knows you're throwing it to Julio. Everyone knows you're throwing it to Kittle. Like the best players, it doesn't fucking matter. With Tyreek Hill, dude's five five. He leaped over like three dudes. It was like twenty oh, feet my in the God. air.
2: It's incredible.
3: Do you think Tyreek Hill can dunk?
2: When he does a backflip, he is so far in the oh air. Oh my like, he god! So Did you see ground. that
3: after that touchdown? That was insane. He does a backflip to get the spring for the second backflip. When he when it looks like he flies higher than the goalpost, guy. I've never I've seen guys do a backflip before. I've never seen a tumble non Olympics a guy get that high in fucking football pads.
2: That was nuts. It's crazy. That, That's trampoline. That I might
3: know. be the most underappreciated thing that I don't even think that went viral today. And that was – might be the most impressive thing I saw on a football field all of the day. Football pads, weighing you down, the helmet. It's not like he took off his pads.
2: Who was the guy you sent me the picture of laying on his couch in the pads?
3: Oh, it's uh, it's uh the dude, the the Jets signed, who tore his ACL in the preseason, Avery Williams. He was like a big – oh, okay. I think he's been on their team. And I think his tweet was like, just wanted to make sure they still fit, and he's just watching the game on his living room couch in his full padded outfit.
2: <laughs> full pad, cuz I was like, well, he's, he's not like a retired guy no, he's like twenty. new uniform. Yeah, he's... But how do you get the new uniform home? I didn't know you were allowed to take your helmet home with you. Maybe he was just told the equipment guy, hey, man, I want to do a post. Let me borrow my Maybe. stuff.
3: Maybe. I mean, you're just bored. You're thinking a lot. Maybe he took that. Like, it's from... Because the game was in New York, so, like, is he there watching in a box with the injured guys, or do they just let him... He tours ACL... It could be old. He was just saving it for the right time. I moment. guess he
2: could be at the stadium. Maybe yeah, he just had that
3: picture from just this year when he's bored and was just saving it for the right time.
2: I would do it every week if I was him. Easier you to
3: post with a win though. You like see your team's up like twenty to nine. You're like, I think I can fire this out and no one's gonna get mad at me. <laughs> I thought pretty good pretty good overall day though, guy. What do you think? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was good, good
3: Saturday day. too. Good weekend of football. I thought it was a strong weekend of football.
2: I thought so. The Florida LSU game lived up. SC game was good. You um, think Joe
3: Burrow first round pick?
2: Yeah, you tell He's, me. He, it looks he looks pretty good. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michigan I won. To be
3: you know Chris Ballard here, but I.
2: South Carolina game was awesome. Georgia. I,
3: I just got a bigger take on LSU. Like first round. When you use the word first round, could you use it, like fifteen of their guys? Like, do they not have a first rounder?
2: Well, that's, that's why I, I was like, look, these, I'm watching adults. Like, when the Florida receiver, did he catch a touchdown? We got, he got tackled, and the, yeah, he caught it. And the set guy comes in and just hits him like square between the numbers and just like folds him in half like a card table. It's like, oh, my God, it looks so painful. Like, LSU has adults like playing on its football team. Again, these
3: teams are bad, so if like UCLA went to LSU at night, would they get past the fifty yard line if if LSU wanted? Like,
2: to me, one of the most eye opening. You remember when Hawaii went to the Sugar oh Bowl? Oh my
3: god! It was the right tackle could not touch their end. It looked like D Ford versus that was Haberman. that was
2: Georgia though, right? That it was, was LSU. Georgia, they yeah, but it
3: looked like D Ford versus Haberman, and the dude could they could only pass right. Hawaii threw it a hundred times a game, and the fucking offensive lineman couldn't touch the defensive lineman
2: like. I just remember they had the ball for whatever reason at like the two-yard line going out. So I just remember Colt Brennan in the end zone just with nowhere to go.
3: I thought Hawaii was pretty good. They were. They got. They were good. whopped. That's one of the all-time. Yeah, this is why we don't let the non-Big Five into these games. That that kind of justified it for a while. Remember, they're like, "Just give us our shot, goddammit! Just give us our shot."
2: Yeah, after that, it was like, "Oh, uh, Boise, you're no, it was Utah. Who was it? It was TCU. Who well, played they, the they Fiesta? They started pitting right? them was, together.
3: So yeah, they, they, yeah, that
2: was was it. Utah, it was Boise, or TCU, was it Boise, TCU. I think they TCU, did it back to back
3: years. They just kept facing them together, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, guys, uh, even though you guys are probably both better than Hawaii, we're just." The SEC says, "Please don't make us do that again." We get nothing the, out. Yeah, of it.
2: The, yeah, yeah. AB, ESPN called and was like, uh, "Now the we don't we don't know how to sell this." One. I do
3: think Boise and TCU would say, "Like, listen, we're not Hawaii," and they would have been right. Right? You could like they wouldn't look like that against Georgia. They might have lost, but like boy, if you if I told you Boise was playing LSU at LSU, what would you think the point spread would be? Like eighteen. Fifteen, or would it be?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say like I was gonna say seventeen, seventeen. And don't a half. you think they
3: could probably hang for a half, maybe like,
2: which is respectable.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably be hard I, for them to win, though. I just think this LSU team. I I kind of come to grips. Could they beat Alabama? I'm not saying they will. Games at Alabama.
2: Yeah, they could. They yeah, do they have could. the
3: talent. Now, Bama, you see those wide receivers the guy has? They got fucking like yeah. seven Amari Coopers. Again, we know nothing about, they may be Hall of Famers, they may be bust, but in the college level, they are they are operating at just warp speed. It's just stupid. It's like, Tua's like, oh, you get a ball, you get a ball, okay, you get a ball, oh, another ball for you. And it's not just little wide receiver screens. He's just throwing bombs to these guys going 90 miles an hour. They look sweet. They do. That game, I know this, I ain't, I'm just sitting somewhere by myself and just taking that bad boy in. When is it? It's got to be in like November first or something. That's that's got all the feels of something special. That's I would imagine ratings for Feinbaum's show that week will be
2: pretty pretty high because this is clearly the best. You think there will be a lot of people at the uh, local uh, uh, Daxby's or whatever the name of that place is for the Nick Saban show? <laughs> Zaxby's. Well, did you
3: see Lincoln Riley does it at like Haberman's Barbecue or something? It's just uh, this little barbecue <laughs> joint with like fifty. Oklahoma fans, the Alabama game is 11-9 with t- TBD okay. next to it. Like, yeah, guys, we know it'll so, be at five o'clock on CBS.
2: So that's so that that'll be that's the Saturday of the Niners Seahawks Monday night game.
3: That's a pretty good football weekend.
1: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card.